The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. In the lead up to Christmas, our podcast is brought to you by Woolworths. Whether you're looking for the perfect ham, beautiful fresh cherries, or your favourite seafood, Woolworths has everything picked for Christmas. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Friday the 13th of December. In your squeeze today, the recovery mission begins on White Island. The polls are about to close in the UK. New powers given to our watchdog for tech giants. And have you been naughty or nice? This is your squeeze today. New Zealand's Defence Force will this morning land on White Island to retrieve the bodies of eight people who remain there. Geonet, the volcano monitoring agency, Claire, says there's still a 50 to 60% chance of another eruption. And that's what's made this operation very dangerous. Specialists from those Defence Forces are going to be wearing some special suits, but they say that if an eruption uh, happens while they're there, it's a really dangerous thing. The mission that they have before them is to find the eight bodies that are there. They know where six of them are and they're going to have to work very quickly to locate the other two. Welcome news for the families of the victims there though. It is and they've been very anguished about the lack of information about what the plan is there. Jacinda Ardern, the Prime Minister there, said that uh, she acknowledged that that information loop back to families had to get better. Uh, Also with time running out with another eruption imminent, it was really something that they had to get on and do if they were going to do it. Yesterday, the confirmed number of deaths rose to eight. That includes six Australians. And whilst the numbers are hard to bed down, reports are there are 23 people battling life-threatening injuries as we speak. And of the Australians, a number of those have already come back here or will be back by this afternoon. What we know is that the New Zealand health system has really struggled to accommodate all of those burns victims. Apparently, they only ever see about 30 in a year. So to have uh, more than 20 with very severe burns at the one time has really stretched them. Uh, By the way, it will also really stretch Australian medical facilities as well. Moving over to a bit of election news and in the UK, the polls have opened. People are out voting. They close at 9am our time, so expect results to start coming through across the day. And a country accustomed to elections, Claire, is Israel. They're off to vote for the third time in just 12 months. Really unprecedented scenes there. That's come about because Benjamin Netanyahu, the incumbent Prime Minister, and his rival Benny Gantz uh, pretty much tied the September election and neither have been able to form a government. So off again they go too much, looks like the date that they're heading towards for another election. Finally, here in Australia, perhaps a little known fact is that the Electoral Commission pays political parties a rate per vote to reimburse them for their electoral expenditure. The proviso is they have to get 4% of the first preference vote at least. So how much do the parties get? Well, taxpayers are going to fork out $70 million in funding for those uh, parties and for candidates uh, if they reach that threshold. That means that the Liberals will get $27.6 million, uh, Labor $24.7 and the Greens $8 million. They're the top three recipients of that funding after the May election that we had. Safe to say Clive Palmer didn't make any money from the election. It's really interesting when you see these amounts because it does reflect the sort of voter support that they got. Clive Palmer and his United Australia Party, as we know, spent tens of millions of dollars on advertising, but Mm. they get just $650,000 back from the AEC. Not a good business model, that one. (laughs) 
And a couple of things on Scott Morrison's plate amidst bushfires and smoky cities. He's been asked about the government's handling of climate change. He has. He wanted to yesterday talk about a watchdog for the digital platforms that was a response to a big inquiry earlier this year, but all the journos really wanted to ask him about was that link to climate change back to the bushfires. And uh, he said that he does believe that climate change certainly is a part of what's happened here with a drought providing those really dry conditions and leading to the devastating bushfires. But he also says that any suggestion that the actions of any state, uh, when you're only providing about 1.3% of global greenhouse emissions, uh, has directly on weather or events, it's just not true. And we have a squeeze shortcut on both drought and climate change and really urge you to have a listen to them as we've done our darndest, Claire, to take the politics out of it and just get you across the facts. It's always a <laughs> good place to start. As you said, that all came up whilst he was announcing the government's response to a review into the conduct of digital platforms such as Facebook and Google. And where they've landed with that is that the ACCC, the consumer regulator, will receive some more funding and they'll start looking at how those algorithms that the big platforms use target uh, online advertising. That goes to the heart of the bugbear that the big media companies have about Google and Facebook and others taking a lot of their advertising revenue away. And Westpac have held their AGM. That means they've faced investors for the first time since allegations the bank breached anti-money laundering and terror financing laws. Unprecedented scenes at that annual general meeting yesterday. Even hardened journos were saying that they hadn't seen anything like the anger that shareholders were directing at the board and at the senior executives of the bank. What happened after hours of that venting was that the shareholders voted against the company's remuneration report. That really is one of the ways that shareholders can express their anger at a company. What that did is trigger a vote to remove the board, but shareholders declined to do that. To the case against Harvey Weinstein and after two years of negotiations, it appears he's on track to reach a US $25 million settlement. There's some frustration in the US uh, because Harvey Weinstein won't have to put his hand in his pocket for that. That comes through the company that he, his brother and others ran producing movies in Hollywood. Uh, also part of that deal would see Harvey Weinstein not fess up to any wrongdoing. So there's, of course, a lot of criticism of that potential deal. A message now from our podcast partner, ComBank. On the 21st of November, which was National Agriculture Day, ComBank launched its Christmas drought appeal with a $1 million donation. Every dollar raised through the appeal will directly support the Australian Red Cross and Rural Aid to continue the vital work they're doing in drought-affected communities. Stay listening at the end of the podcast where we chat with ComBank's Executive General Manager for Regional and Agribusiness Banking, Grant Cairns, about the initiative, his experience on the ground and how you can contribute to the appeal. To Friday Lights, Claire, this one will be particularly interesting for those runners who are listening. The ABC has a a digital article, which means it's a cool interactive online article, all about running technique. You've tried it out. And look, you don't even have to be a runner to be interested in. I deployed a couple of the tactics yesterday (laughs) as I walked into the office and yeah, it definitely reveals a few missing things. And for me, I don't have any core muscles, I don't reckon. So that's um, definitely a project for next year. Okay, check your running technique and your core muscles at the same time. And the Department of Christmas Affairs has released its naughty or nice list. 
It's literally a 132-page document of all the names and an indicator of whether they've been naughty or nice. Kate, I looked it up. I know. I, you've, so did you've, I. You've been nice. <laughs> <laughs> I've been naughty and I absolutely reject no, that. I don't. I think I'm going to have, <laughs> have to go through their dispute process. <laughs> that is a spoof site for anyone who's wondering what on earth we're talking about. It's worth a look. It's got a few. It's very it'll funny. It'll give you a few laughs. Um, and finally, I reckon today's the day a lot of Christmas parties are happening. Claire, a song performed by musical comedy duo Flo and Joan might be something to watch before you head out the door. The title, I Drank Too Much. <laughs> a mate sent this to me after I think they had a rather large Christmas party in the last few days. And yes, it is definitely one to watch for anyone who needs a bit of a laugh about the indulgences of Christmas. That goes, of course, to our subject line, which is I drank too much. I don't intend on drinking too much this year, but that's what the experience tells us. Yeah, no, I won't be, that's for sure. <laughs> I did it. I did it last year. A link to all of those in the Friday Light section of the Squeeze Today email. We've made it to Friday. Claire, one more week to go of the podcast until we have a little break. One week yeah. to go. Yeah. Amazing. Don't worry, we have plenty for you whilst we're away. Next week we'll be releasing our first ever great big Squeeze quiz. There'll be a podcast, there'll be online quizzes. It's all happening as well as a summary of news in 2019. Stand by for all of that as we get closer and closer to Christmas. Have a great weekend. We'll chat to you on Monday. The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. Be your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesqueeze.com.au. Grant, welcome to the Squeeze Today podcast. You're on the road for work at the moment, so thank you for taking the time to join us. As part of your travels, you've this week been to the Armadale Hay Drop, where Rural Aid has delivered truckloads of hay to farmers battling drought. How was the experience? Yeah, thanks, Kate. Um, as part of our uh, Christmas Drought Appeal, which we announced on National Ag Day a couple of weeks ago, uh, we kicked off the Christmas Drought Appeal with a one million donation, with half of that going to uh, rural aid who do fantastic work um, in terms of getting help to farmers and communities in need. It was a great opportunity yesterday. They did a, a hay drop uh, just outside of Armidale with almost 300 bales of hay uh, to uh, 35 farmers. And to be there on the ground, to see those road trains roll up and to meet a number of the farmers collecting hay, to see the appreciation uh, for the hay, um, you know, a small thing, um, but uh, yeah, I could really sense the support and the help that they need and to really see the impact that uh, this money has um, was, was incredibly, uh, incredibly powerful. We've been talking a bit about the drought appeal in the Squeeze Today podcast. So to any squeezers out there who made a donation, this is where it's going. Rural Aid is one organisation benefiting from the money raised through CBA's drought appeal, as you said. The other one is the Australian Red Cross. How is the money from the appeal directly helping farmers and communities? I guess that's one good example, but how else? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, just adding, I mean, Rural Aid do amazing work with hay, but another thing that they're also doing is that they um, allow farmers to apply for um, prepaid visa cards so that they can get groceries on the table. So in terms of immediate support, mm -hmm. Rural Aid's doing tremendous work and they had, um, I think, about 1,100 uh, requests for help just in November alone. So it just shows the, the real demand for immediate need. But uh, as uh, you know, many of you would be aware, uh, Red Cross also do amazing work, you know, more in terms of resilience of communities and medium-term support. And, you know, one of the great things they do yeah. is just bring communities together, which I think is equally important this time is for others just to talk about how they're feeling. And I, 
I sort of saw that firsthand yesterday on the farm that people just enjoy being able to connect with others and see that there's others doing it really tough and to uh, you know to be able to get away from their properties and to to connect with other humans and uh, and, uh, and and sort of share stories and connect. So I think that's you know, a really important piece of work that Red Cross do, and they put four and a half thousand volunteers across this country bringing communities together. Um, providing support to, uh, you know, the types of psychological support that's needed at this time as well. Yeah, we've got plenty of um, squeezers who uh, live regionally and I'm sure are affected by the drought. You've also launched a drought support hub. It's an online portal that hosts in, in one place all the bank's support packages alongside resources from government and external services. Yeah, one of the things we learned, I was with our CEO up in Dubbo a couple of weeks ago and we met with the Rural Financial Counselling Services. And one thing that really struck us talking to them was just the there's a huge range of help from um, state and federal governments, from you know many charities, and um, from our bank. Uh, but it's not always easy for um, farmers and small businesses and communities to access. So uh, we set up the Drought Support Hub to really provide links and to really bring all of that information and sources of information together, so that. Uh, our customers can go to one place to work out what type of support is available. And we uh, communicated that to almost a quarter of a million Australians and small businesses recently via um, uh, EDM, uh, just Mm. so they could be aware of uh, what's available. I'll make sure I put a link to that support hub in episode notes if anyone's interested. Finally, how can people listening donate to CBA's Christmas Drought Appeal? Yeah, there's a couple of ways. One, you can go into one of our branches right across this country, um, or even easier, you can go onto the NetBank uh, app and donate there. And uh, we really appreciate your very generous support. Australians are incredibly uh, generous, and there's a real understanding of the challenges many are facing. And uh, we really appreciate any support that you can offer. Grant, thanks so much for joining us on the Squiz Today podcast. Thank you very much, Kate. This interview with thanks to our podcast partner at the Squiz. Quick message now from our podcast partner, BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to Squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic Dam copper mine. It's happening now at BHP. ComBank.